Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are two ways that you can look at what just happened in the midterm elections. You can look at it as a referendum on candidates uh, that were weak. You can look at it as a embarrassing moment for Mitch McConnell and proof that Mitch McConnell would rather be the leader in the minority than a majority with conservative candidates, MAGA candidates. You can also look at the midterm elections as a referendum that's time to blow up the Republican Party and have a civil war, which seems to be where we are headed. And you can also look at this from another standpoint, which is Democrats are loving every scenario that I just mentioned to you because they know that they got away with one. Now, you talk about this civil war that is brewing right now. It is very obvious that there is a civil war brewing specifically between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. What did Ron DeSantis do wrong? He had a massive red wave in Florida that undermined Donald Trump's power on the GOP. It showed that there are other people out there that are willing to lead and can lead in the Republican Party. And that is exactly why Donald Trump is attacking Ron DeSantis as desanctimonious. It's also the reason why he's threatening his political career by saying, I have more dirt and know more about you than your own wife does. We also have a president that's very angry right now, former President Donald Trump. He was also claiming now that he did not pick Dr. Oz to be the candidate of the disaster of Pennsylvania, who lost to Fetterman, an incompetent individual that is clearly incapacitated. He actually threw his own wife under the bus, claiming it was Melania's idea. Then he did come out and apologize to his wife later. But what I do know is Democrats are loving all of these scenarios. Now, is there a break after this midterm elections? It was a disaster because it was clear going into the midterms that the leader was Donald Trump. And are people willing to now move to another leader like DeSantis? I think if you read the tea leaves, that's exactly what seems to be starting to happen in this country. Mike Pence has also come out, the former vice president of Donald Trump. And he had this shocking, uh, these shocking words that he now has said about Donald Trump. Listen. 
members were barricaded inside the House chamber. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it all, you can see that the president has tweeted. 2.24 p.m., the president tweets, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done. It angered me. But I turned to my daughter who was standing nearby, and I said, it doesn't take courage to break the law. It takes courage to uphold the law. I mean, the president's words were reckless. It was clear he decided to be part of the problem. Mike Pence, shots fired at his former ally, his former running mate, Donald Trump. Mike Pence calling Donald Trump on January 6th reckless. He said he endangered me and he endangered my family. Now, why is Mike Pence saying this now? Because I think he understands that there was a disaster on Election Day and he's seeing an opportunity to stand out as his own man. Now, while all of this is happening right now, there's something else that has just happened. And that is uh, on the immigration and border policy. The Customs and Border Protection Commissioner has now resigned at the request of the Biden administration. There have been a record number of migrant crossings in the last year. Democrats learned from the midterm elections that this was their Achilles heel in many of these races on the border, and they're not willing to make that mistake. So now, instead of blaming Joe Biden for the actual policy of open borders, they are now telling the the, the Customs and Border Patrol commissioner to resign, making him their scapegoat, trying to imply now moving into the presidential. Hey, 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 we're going to get things under control at the border. Now, this was obviously a policy of the Biden administration. Listen to this news. 48 past the hour, the commissioner of Customs and Border Protection resigned at the request of the Biden administration over the weekend after reportedly refusing to step down. NBC's Julia Ainsley is following this story. Julia, good morning. So why him? What do we know about why now? Well, of course, there's a lot of pressure on Customs and Border Protection. Jose, as we know, they've had a record number of migrant crossings in the last year, over 2 million in the fiscal year that ended at the end of September. But besides that, it just seemed that Magnus didn't quite get along as well with this administration as his deputy did it as his deputy, Troy Miller, did. Now, Troy Miller will now be filling in as acting commissioner. He was already acting commissioner for all of 2021. They chose Magnus because he had a law enforcement background. They thought that that might be a contribution to CBP. But actually, it seemed that because he didn't come up through DHS ranks, he actually had a a fission, some things that didn't quite work out between him and Mayorkas, as well as the White House, and within CBP ranks. Now, it's not unheard of to have some clashes between people in Washington and the people who were rank and file doing the mission at the border. But in this case, it seemed that there were a lot of Border Patrol officers who were not pleased with Magnus. We saw reports that they said he was falling asleep in meetings. People didn't think that he was engaged in taking the mission that they were carrying out seriously enough, especially considering the record number of migrants crossing the border that these men and women are dealing with right now. There is something very uh, important that you understand and take away from the audio that I just played for you. But before I get into that part of the story, I want to tell you a little bit about my good friends over at Patriot Mobile. If you are ready to have an impact every time that you use your phone, and I'm talking about having an impact by supporting First and Second Amendment rights, supporting the rights of the unborn, and fighting back every time you make a phone call, you need to know about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's 
only conservative Christian mobile phone provider. And they are using your phone bill when you pay it every month to actually fight for conservative causes while saving you money. Now, this isn't any extra add-on to your bill. They take a portion of your bill every month and they give it back to fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, and the Second Amendment, and they are winning. Patriot Mobile has now been attacked by the big media. Big tech is now coming after them, and that's why I want you to support them. If you want an affordable plan, and you want to get the same great coverage you have right now, switch to Patriot Mobile. You're going to save money, and they use the same exact towers you're using right now. It's an affordable plan for you and your family or even your business or small business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use the same towers. If you haven't found out about Patriot Mobile, check them out. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation with the offer code Ferguson. 972-PATRIOT. Check them out. Democrats are learning very quickly from the midterm elections. They are looking like they're going to squeak out the Arizona governor's election. Katie Hobbs is up there right now against Kari Lake. We also know that, unfortunately, uh, you have another major problem now. In Arizona, we have lost that Senate seat, meaning the Senate will be in the power of the Democrats. But even in these victories, right, Arizona, Mark Kelly, 51.6 to Blake Masters, 46.3. I think you could argue that's a beatdown, especially knowing what we had going on and the opportunity we had. But Democrats learned from the exit polls. What they realized was they can't keep going down this path at least publicly, of an open border policy because it will undo them in the presidential. That's exactly why they have now put pointed a finger at the Customs and Border Patrol commissioner demanding that he resign. He's their new scapegoat. Now, he enforced the policy of the Biden administration, which was an open border policy, but they needed to at least look like they are listening to the voters and giving a crap. Do I believe the policy of the border is going to change? I do not. But Joe Biden is on a victory lap. Biden on the midterms, he said the American people prove once again, quote, the democracy, that a democracy is who we are. They're using this as a referendum on MAGA candidates. Let me start with a few words about the recent elections held in the United States. What we saw was the strength and resilience of the American democracy, and we saw it in action. And the American people prove once again that democracy is who we are. There's a strong rejection of election deniers at every level from those seeking to lead our states and those seeking to serve in Congress and also those seeking to oversee the elections. And uh, there was a strong rejection of political violence and voter intimidation. There was an emphatic statement that in America, the will of the people prevails. I have uh, I've traveled this week and it's been clear just how closely the world and our allies and our competitors as well have been following our elections at home. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a little cold. And what these elections showed is that there's a deep and unwavering commitment in America to preserving and protecting and defending democracy. Now, let me speak briefly about our agenda over the past few days. In Egypt and in... Now, you can hear the president. He wanted to make that clear to the world. The American people proved once again that democracy is who we are. We saw that the strength and resilience of the American democracy... This is a victory lap for them. 
Now, there are things that they have learned from this election faster than we have learned what we needed to learn from these midterm elections. I wish right now there wasn't a civil war. I wish that the president was not taking shots at DeSantis. I wish that Mike Pence wasn't taking shots at Donald Trump now. But the wheels are coming off this machine. And if that means we rebuild the machine, then so be it. But what does that cost us to do it? Because the Democrats are now understanding they almost lost and they should have lost a midterm. And they're making the, the they're fixing their mistakes and weaknesses, including forcing the resignation of the Customs and Border Patrol head. That's how smart the Democrats are learning and how quickly they're learning from these midterms. We clearly aren't even anywhere close to where they are in this game. Now, there is one big thing that came out of these midterms. It could be a massive blessing in disguise. And that is now the Democratic Party has clearly coalesced behind Joe Biden. He is their nominee unless he chooses personally not to run for reelection. Now that these midterms are over and the bloodbath for the red wave turned into a red mirage, even Nancy Pelosi has come out publicly saying that Joe Biden should run again in 2024. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to four, that's the number four, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to fourpatriots.com slash Ben. That's the number four, patriots.com slash Ben. Nancy Pelosi went on the Sunday shows. And it made sense for her to do this because they basically had a victory, even though they're more than likely going to lose the house. The fact it wasn't a bloodbath, as bad as the economy was, as high as crime is in this country, uh, as terrible as some of the candidates, they ran like Fetterman, and as bad of a leader in how underwater Joe Biden was, the Democrats had, with all that, an amazing Tuesday, if you put it in perspective. And she went on all the Sunday morning talk shows to make sure that everybody knew what a big victory this was for Democrats. And Nancy Pelosi had this to say to George Stephanopoulos about President Biden. Should he run again? You think President Biden should run again? Uh, Yes, I do. President Biden has been a great president for our country. He has accomplished so much. Uh, 10 million jobs, over 10 million jobs under his leadership, working with the private sector, of course. Uh, he has uh, just done so many things that are so great. Uh, we need a lot more cho- uh, show to talk about. He's put money in people's pockets, 
vaccines in their arms, children back to school, people back to work, for starters, creating 10 million jobs. He has made America independent by passing the CHIPS bill that says we're no, no longer reliant on those who would withhold uh, products that enable us to manufacture in our country. Uh, the IRA, I just saw him make the speech in, uh, in Egypt where he spoke about America's commitment to preserving the planet with the uh, uh, legislation, the IRA's $368 billion in good-paying green jobs, clean air, clean water for our children, uh, a national security issue to stop migrations and competition for uh, habitat and, and, and food, as well as uh, honoring our responsibility to future generations. The PACT Act, honoring our, our, our veterans, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, all of it with justice, with equity, with inclusiveness, with diversity, taking us to a new place. He has Finally. been a great president. He has a great record to run on. He's been a great president, and he has a great record to run on. Now, forget the fact that half the problems she claimed that he solved were created by the president, right? The people locking down of schools and loss of jobs. But what Speaker Nancy Pelosi understands now is because of the survival of Democrats in this midterm, President Joe Biden, she now says, and the rest of the Democratic Party is saying, should run for re-election. If it would have been a bloodbath for the Democrats in the midterms, they would have gotten rid of Joe Biden. That would have thrown a lifeline to Donald Trump as well. And it would have been a great day for the Trump because for the Trump team, because they would have walked out and said, look what we did to this country. Look how well we did what we did for this country. We gave you this red wave. Donald Trump would have definitely been the front runner. And Joe Biden, they would have dismissed. They probably would have used the Hunter Biden investigation and just let the wheels come off of it to implicate Joe Biden and to get rid of him, they would have used the Republicans to do that to move on to another candidate. But because that didn't happen now, you have Democrats that are 100% behind Joe Biden. If he wants to run for election, it is his. I believe no one serious will oppose him in a primary. And I'm not sure anybody will oppose him in a primary. You look at the Republican Party now, we are totally in shambles. And we deserve to be. We've got to rebuild this thing. The way that we just did things was a disaster. The way that we just moved with all of these things was a disaster. We made a huge mistake. We should have done better. And the infighting has clearly begun. Now, if there's any silver lining in these midterms, it is that I do believe now we have a genuine and a real opportunity to beat Joe Biden if we don't screw this up. I do not like, by the way, the civil war that's happening right now between Trump and DeSantis. I think it's a dumb move. I don't like the president attacking him the way that he is. DeSantis is the only state and was able to pull off in the only state a genuine and authentic red wave. I believe there's room for multiple leaders in the Republican Party right now. And to imply that I have to pledge allegiance to Donald Trump and no one else I can like, that's a bad and faulty narrative. It's a bad political mindset. It is one that we should not be having. It's a debate we shouldn't be having, but we are right now. And this really worries me because I'm afraid now that we're going to screw it up even more. 
Instead, we should be focusing on the silver linings of this midterm election. Number one, that Nancy Pelosi is still the leader of the Democratic Party in the House. And number two, that Joe Biden is still going to be the leader of the Democratic Party and he's vulnerable and he's underwater. But if we sit here and we screw around with Mitch McConnell being our leader, that's going to make for a disaster. If we have this massive civil war between Donald Trump going after uh, you know, DeSantis instead of lifting him up, it is going to be another disaster. Democrats are way smarter when it comes to learning from elections than Republicans are. Forcing out the Customs and Border Protection Commissioner at the request of the Biden administration forcing him to resign tells you they learn from this midterm election. They realize that their Achilles heel going into these presidential elections is the border and the border issue there. Republicans have to also focus on Georgia. As I mentioned uh, on Sunday night and I mentioned it Monday in our podcast, we have got to win Georgia. We have to coalesce behind Georgia. We have to make sure that we win Georgia. If we do not win Georgia, we are in serious trouble because I do believe that the Democrats could move to end the filibuster, pack the Supreme Court, and add four more senators to the United States Senate with statehood. I have no reason to believe that they wouldn't. I have no reason to believe that the Democrats won't go nuclear. They have shown no indication they care about this country and our democracy. They've shown no indication that they care about our Constitution. So why now all of a sudden would they do that? I just think that they are going to do whatever they can to make sure that they solidify their power. Chuck Schumer. He came out and said working with the GOP will be easier because they lost. The red wave proved to be a red mirage. He said the non-MAGA Republicans, stop letting them lead your party. He's giving advice now. I want you to listen to this very carefully. Are you going to talk to Mitch McConnell? What does that look like? Let me just say this. The, the American people are yearning for us to get things done. And the American people, first, they believe in democracy. I just want to finish that last point. The roots of democracy are much deeper than a lot of warriors, people who worried about the election give it credit for. And they understood democracy was being eroded. But they also are practical. They want us to get something done for them. They don't expect us to do everything at once, but they want us to get something done. And that's why I think so many of them chose Democrats over Republicans, because we were focusing on what they cared about and what they needed, as opposed to just sort of tossing these hand grenades across the wall. But I am going. So I will say to my party, we're not going to get everything we want, like on the guns bill. We didn't get everything we want. But let's try to sit down with the Republicans and get something done. And even more, and just as importantly, I am going to say to the Republicans in the Senate, who are not the MAGA Republicans, stop letting them lead your party. Work with us to get things done. And I intend to sit down with Mitch McConnell and express that. And I think you've been saying that. You've been asking for it. Just quickly, when are you going to, you're sitting down with Mitch McConnell this week? No, I'm going to, I intend. The Democrats again. Being smart here, saying the American people are yearning for us to get things done. They're going to look like they are, so, they, they are one party with one leader with one message. That is the opposite of what the Republicans are doing right now. And if we don't hurry up and realize that shooting each other is a bad idea, DeSantis taking shots from the president is a bad idea. It should not be happening, certainly not right now. 
if we don't get our act together in Georgia, the Democrats are not only going to have a massive, what I would refer to as a victory in these midterms, but they're going to go into the presidential on really good footing. And that's another big problem. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. And if you have not looked at gold and silver as a way to protect your hard-earned dollars against what's happening on Wall Street with inflation, it's time for you to call them and get the free investor's guide. Why? Because so many around the world are now using gold and silver, and historically they have for decades as a protection, a hedge against inflation, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. If you're terrified to look at your retirement account, your 401k statement because of what's happening on Wall Street, that's all the more reason why you should call and get the investor's guide in gold and silver. Protect your hard-earned money and diversify. Call them and get the free investor's guide from Legacy Precious Metals. 1-866-751-2218. or online at Legacy pminvestments.com. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. There's a third caveat of the takeaways, I think, a third point I want to make about the midterm elections and what just happened. Mitch McConnell is racing to a vote on Wednesday for him to continue to be the minority leader in the Senate. He does not deserve that job. That is a vote that should not take place. In fact, even the Democrats aren't doing this. They're waiting till after the Georgia runoff so that Warnock can vote on who should be the leader in the Senate. Now, why is Mitch McConnell, who really screwed up these elections, who did not give money to Republican MAGA conservative candidates, he hung them out to dry, why is he trying to rush this election? Because he doesn't want there to be time for there to be a base that builds against him because of this midterm elections. He doesn't want Herschel Walker to be able to vote against him, possibly, so they are rushing this election. Why would we reelect a guy that just failed us as miserable as this failure was in the midterms? We should not be doing this. And every single one of you that's listening right now should be calling your senators, whether no matter where you are, and telling them to not 
allow for a leadership vote to happen on Wednesday. Last night, I was uh, doing Verdict, the podcast that I co-host with Senator Ted Cruz. He had just had a meeting with several senators about delaying this vote. Many have come out saying they want to they want to delay this vote. Why? Because they're mad as hell over what just happened. And and many of them believe that Mitch McConnell should not be the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate. In fact, I would argue he doesn't need to be a leader of the Republican Party in any capacity now because the way that he hung out conservative candidates to dry. I want you to hear a little bit of what Senator Ted Cruz had to say about not just his reaction to the midterms, what a disaster it was, but also about the politics behind uh, Mitch McConnell trying to force everyone's hand Wednesday immediately before the election has even been settled because of the Georgia runoff. Well, Ben, let me start off by saying I am so pissed off I cannot even see straight. We had an extraordinary opportunity. We had a generational opportunity. This should have been a fundamental landslide election. We should have won the House and the Senate. We should have a 30, 40, 50 vote majority in the House. We should have 53, 54, 55 Republicans in the Senate. And instead, holy crap, the Democrats keep the Senate. Worse than that, the Democrats potentially grow their majority in the Senate. Worse than that, yes, we take the House, but at best we're going to take the House with a couple of seats. Maybe. There is an outside chance we lose the House. I don't think we will. I think the numbers are enough that we will hold on to the House, but it's going to be a majority of 219, 220, 221, 222. 218 is a majority. So we're going to be looking at a 2-3-4 vote majority at best. The rage Americans are feeling across this country, the rage that I'm feeling, there are almost not words to describe it. Because this opportunity was screwed up. It was screwed up badly. And the people are going to pay the price are the American people. The country is screwed for the next four years because of this. We're going to see horrible left-wing judges confirmed for the next two years because of this. We're going to see judges taking away our free speech rights, our religious liberty rights, our Second Amendment rights. It is an enormous missed opportunity, and, and, and i got to say it, it is hard to describe my feelings as anything other than rage right now. One of the things that I still think is so shocking is the exit poll data did show that Americans were very concerned over the issues of the economy. They were very concerned over inflation. They were very concerned over parental rights. They were very concerned over all of these types of issues that clearly lean to the Republican candidates. Yet, on Election Day, we still see, and, and Democrats were as shocked as anybody, they were expecting a bloodbath, Senator. Yes. And then they went on TV this weekend on the Sunday shows, and they were basically sitting there in total disbelief. They were actually saying out loud, we cannot believe how well the Democrats did comparing it to how bad the economy was and how low the president's approval rating was and how low the Democrats' approval rating was as a party. Look, the Democrats had assumed they were going to get utterly obliterated in the House, and, and the Democrats thought they would lose the Senate. And, and on every objective indicia, they should have. The top issues 
a large majority of Americans believe we're on the wrong track. They believe the economy is terrible, but they believe Joe Biden is doing a terrible job. The top three issues in the country, number one, inflation, number two, crime, number three, illegal immigration. Democrats are disastrous on all three of them. And yet, at the end of the day, look, one of the patterns we have out of this election, incumbents by and large won across the board. So the voters came in. We said, we think it's all crap. Let's vote for the guy we got right now. And so a whole bunch of incumbents prevailed despite the voters recognizing their lives had gotten a lot worse. And yet they reelected the same people who did this. In terms of whose fault it is, this is going to be a discussion we're going to have for weeks and months going forward. I think there is plenty of blame to go around. Everybody bears some of the blame. But I will tell you, look, the issue right now that I think is critical, the Republican Senate has a leadership election scheduled for Wednesday, two days from now. It would be insane if we reelect the same leadership two days from now, if we say, hey, nothing happened, everything's good, keep rowing off the waterfall, crash into the rocks, everything's awesome. Listen, if you have the number one team in the nation and you get crushed and you get crushed and you get crushed, you know what happens? They fire the coach. The idea that we would have leadership elections on Wednesday is insane. I can tell you I have publicly called for delaying the leadership elections of the Senate until at a minimum after December 6th, which is when the Georgia runoff is. Because at this point, we don't even know who the Republican conference is. Sadly, we know it's a minority. So at best, we're going to have 50 senators. And with Kamala Harris as the vice president, that means the Democrats will have a majority. But we don't know who the senator from Georgia is. It could be Herschel Walker. We don't know who the senator from Alaska is. There's still, uh, it's going to be a couple of weeks before they reallocate the rank choice voting. So we don't know who the senator from Alaska will be. And yet what is happening is the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, is trying to force through a vote on Wednesday. Now, one of the things to understand, people ask, well, gosh, what's, what's a Republican leader election like? And I have to admit, when I first arrived here 10 years ago, I didn't know what it would be like. I went to my first one. So they do it deliberately immediately after the election. And the people that vote, the old retiring senators don't vote. So the people who vote in a leadership election are all of the new senators coming into the new Senate. So you show up. When I showed up there in in 2012, I'm a baby senator. They put you in a little temporary office down in the basement. You have like three little offices with, with a bunch of people packed in there. You don't know what you're doing. You don't even know where the men's room is. And you immediately walk in and have to vote on leader. And they do that because they don't want the freshmen who are the least, they have the least hooks in them at that point. They don't want them to be able to organize and vote against any existing leadership. So they try to force a leadership vote through before you have a chance to do anything. The first leadership election I went to in 2012 I was amazed. I kind of sat back and said, oh, this should be interesting. And I, I assumed the Republican leader, who was Mitch McConnell then, would stand up and give a speech and say, hey, here's what I want to do 
2012, Barack Obama had just been reelected to a second term. We'd had a really disappointing election like this one. I'd gotten elected. I was one of the few bright spots, at least from my perspective, and not necessarily from Mitch's or the Democrats' perspective. But, you know, I was waiting for a Republican leader to lay out a vision of here's how we're going to fight against Obama. Here's what we're going to do to press back against these disastrous policies. Then it will amaze you. At leadership elections, the leaders don't give speeches. They don't lay out agendas. They don't say what they intend to do. They say absolutely zero about their plans going forward. Instead, what happens is Which is a, shocking, by the way, because yes. if it's a leadership election, you would think, and this is the first time I, I, I'm learning about this, I, I thought for sure there was a, hey, here's why I still think I should be the leader, Mitch McConnell, right? This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to, how I'm going to do things. This is, and, and then would answer questions. You're saying that will not happen on Wednesday and does not happen in the past either. So I can tell you in the past, it has never happened. And and look, you, you point out, th- think back to like, when you and I were in junior high, student council elections. Sure. So, someone would stand up and say, elect me to student council, and if you do, I'll have chocolate ice cream in the cafeteria. Like, like they'd, they'd have some promise of what they're going to do, and you'd be like, oh, okay, I like that, I'll vote for you. I naively came in and said, okay, I assume that's what the leader elections are like. They don't give any speeches at all. Instead, other senators stand up and give nominating speeches. And the nominating speeches are like are these epic poems composed to the leaders. And so I've been there 10 years. I have never voted for or against Mitch McConnell. Why is that? No one's ever run against him. And every election has been a vote by acclamation. In other words, he's just been adopted by acclamation. We've never had to cast a vote. My first year I saw that I was like, okay, this is really bizarre. But then two years later, 2014, I'd been in the Senate for two years, something new developed, which is in 2014, for the first year, Mitch McConnell created a super PAC. And Mitch's super PAC raises and spends about $300 million every two years to elect Senate Republicans. I remember sitting there in 2014, two years into my term in the, in the, in the Senate, amazed and horrified, in fact, texting Mike Lee, the the wonderful conservative from Utah and my closest friends, this is terrible because today Mitch McConnell is the single largest donor to every single Republican senator, almost without exception. He doesn't give to my campaigns. He didn't give a penny to Mike Lee's campaign. Six years ago, he didn't give a penny to Ron Johnson's campaign. But Mitch, for most of the Republicans in the Senate, Mitch is spending 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, as much as $40 million on their races. So most of the Republicans are scared to cross him. I do think this cycle, it may be different. So I have publicly called for delaying the leadership elections from Wednesday till after the Georgia runoff, which is on December 6th. Now, Senator Cruz had a lot more to say than just this. And if you want to hear the rest of it, download Verdict with Ted Cruz, the podcast that I co-host with him. You can hear our entire conversation. But the crutch of what he was saying here, I wanted to play for you because it was that important. Uh, also, don't forget uh, to download our podcast um, at wherever you get your podcast, Ben Ferguson podcast, and, and make sure that you call your senator. Tell them to delay uh, the vote on Mitch McConnell. 
this vote should not happen. This vote is a, a disgusting vote that they're trying to ram down our throats. Mitch McConnell should not be in leadership anymore. And he is he screwed a lot of Republican candidates, didn't give the money should have been given to places like Arizona where we lost. And it is it is a shame that he is still in power right now. And we need to demand that it stop. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. To get your solar generator now, you'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.